There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the Smackdown Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to review everything that happened on Friday night's episode of Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we're not going to review Smackdown, but also Monday Night Raw, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete learning a quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamflit to review the penultimate SmackDown before WrestleMania. And let's be honest, the last SmackDown review for a while between the two of us. It is, yeah. Um, let's do a bit of housekeeping. Yeah. Then we can just breeze through some of the drabber points of the show. The next oh, none of them, so. Oh, yeah, good point. Best yeah. show of the week. Can you instead just cover all the rampage? Just do the housekeeping instead, then, rather than having to review it. Um, aye, so me and you aren't going to be. We worked out before we started recording that we're not going to be reviewing a SmackDown together until the seventeenth of April. Jeez, um, a combination of Easter holidays here in the UK. Yeah, uh, you guys being out on a WrestleMania trip. Mm-hmm. The system doesn't work, meaning that I have to take the bulk <laughs> of the Easter holidays off, or as our American listeners might think, spring break, woo! Yeah. Uh, to look after kids. Basically, the opposite of spring break in the UK. You look after your children over Easter and a series of consecutive Sundays because we have bank holidays, and they just mean that for parents, it's more expensive and busier than ever. <laughs> so the podcast schedule is going to be thrown for a loop for much of April, isn't it? Which Absolutely. is a bit of a shame. Like, because you get, obviously, we, your coverage of WrestleMania is going to be out the air. It's everything you expect from the number one wrestling podcast. Yep. You guys over there, over there, those guys over here, over here, um, on the other sides of the Atlantic Ocean, <laughs> covering all of it. It's going to be brilliant. Um, we'll do our best to keep everything as normal as possible. But SmackDown, the A show, the best show of the week, some might say, when we're not being grassed up, uh, will unfortunately be the victim of this. Yeah. Because it was Friday placement. I kind of miss this being on Tuesdays for times like this, when it would guarantee get slotted in. And more's a pity after an episode like this one. Yeah. Because it... Uh, Absolutely kicked the ass. <laughs> no, just, I don't know. I'm high on WB at the moment based on how impressive I think the build-up shows going into WrestleMania have been. Angle heavy. Definitely angle yeah. heavy. But I like the WrestleMania angles. You, maybe your mileage varies. Maybe if you're not as into the WrestleMania build as I am, this re- review won't feel as reflective as your own feelings on this. But I just feel as if every program is being quite well catered to. Mm. CM Punk, a great man that... <laughs> Deserves employment somewhere in wrestling. Said, the grass isn't always greener. And you just said, the grass Jeez. is greener where you water it. 
And I think WWE is doing a very good job of watering the grass. Mm. Well, water way to build to WrestleMania this SmackDown was. I had a great Saturday, by the way. We flushed a bound-up Dundee cake <laughs> down this toilet, and it looked like AW Rampage. Um, you had a great Saturday? I had a great Saturday. Tell the out, listeners why. Went out with my dad. Uh, <laughs> went to a soft play. Yeah. I took all three of my children to soft play. <laughs> Charlie, my oldest. Josh, my youngest. And Wilborn, my kind of in-betweenist. Yeah. I don't know. So I did that. Went at the park. Kicked a football about. Yeah. It was great. Played catch with dad. Yeah. And then uh, my kids got to see what their dad would look like if he'd actually kick a ball as soon as you got control. And Josh, my youngest, he's half decent. Yeah. You've seen it for yourself. I think saw you and thought, I know what competition is now because I can skin my dad already. And he's a grown up that actually knows what he's doing with the football. Very talented though, that boy. He's all right. Uh, and then farm him off to one of the big clubs. You were uh, you sort of teased this show. And oftentimes, you know, when someone builds something up in your head, you watch it and you go, oh, it wasn't all mm. that good. But you did a brilliant way of setting this up. You were like, oh, do you want any spoilers from SmackDown? I was like, no, not really. Yeah. I quite like, you know, a, I quite like anticipating stuff uh, and just being surprised by it. And you were like, there are two absolutely kick-ass things that happen on this show. And arguably, you undersold I think it. I did. Yeah, yeah, I think I did. Uh, so let's dive straight into it because the show opened uh, with... The man of the moment, Cody Rhodes uh, against Ludwig Kaiser. And uh, Cody got an incredible reaction, as he always does. I think anyone who said, oh, I think they should put the spell on Sammy, as much as we love Sammy Zayn, of course, eating a bit of humble pie watching the reactions. There's of nobody Cody left, Rhodes. is there? Like, there's, no. nobody, there's nobody left. Nobody watching, that is watching every week. In the same vein, truthfully, do you know what, right? Permit me to go off on a very small rant here, seeing as we've already taken about 16 different diversions <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. I feel like, you know, the incredibly bad faith critics who, uh, example off the top of my head, but there's a million a week, but let's use the Kenny Omega, Vikingo, where's the video package people? Ugh. Let's use them, right? Those people, the other, the other shade of those when it comes to WWE are people so deadened to it that they never watch, understandably. And then something like Sami Zayn's Royal Rumble turn pulls them briefly back in. Mm-hmm. I'm not watching WWE ever again. Ah, he hit him with a chair. That was white hot. That reaction was incredible. What's next? Elimination Chamber. Oh, he's got to win the belt then. See you in a month. Right? Yeah. Uh, like, And I honestly think a lot of the furore around that was whipped up by not... This is some... Not, oh, I'm not generalizing, I promise. Whipped up by some that maybe don't watch every week mm. or maybe just simply aren't as invested in... Or didn't feel as invested as in Royal Rumble winner Cody Rhodes... As the guy, mm. or I just saw one angle and thought, well, you have to jump on that then. Yeah. And I'm sure I've been guilty of that in the past with products that I don't follow religiously. Like, I cannot pretend these days that I keep up with every single development in New Japan. Yeah. But if I saw an incredibly hot angle, I would immediately want the payoff that I wanted. And maybe they were looking for that. What I'm saying is, this was the good faith version of a bad faith belief system that created a medium faith take. Yeah. Which is, Sami Zayn has to win. Because me, a wrestling fan of many, many years that cares about how something should go, feels like it's the right call. But perhaps it's scanned as a bit of a, no, Kenny Vikingo needs a video package take because if you've been watching, there's a bigger picture yeah. taking place as well. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think they're probably used to their promotion being sort of more hot shotty, whereas, you know, WWE's the long-term storytelling promotion, guys. So just you stick with it. it there. You Let had, it play out. You had to go there. <laughs> So the and on Mondays of all days when you have to review Rampage, so you're punching down in the first place. <laughs> ah, yeah. You know. Like, Cedric himself 
will not come in here and go like, awesome show. No. Like, it made, it made that incredible show closing angle on SmackDown each... Even yeah. he won't say that about Rampage. He's like, this is just bullying on a Monday. Yeah, especially because I completely forgot Rampage isn't even on Friday night, or wasn't even on Friday night this week. Oh, I was yeah, like, I can't wait for Rampage tonight, and all the people, thanks to everyone in the tweets, who were like, it's Saturday night, isn't it? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, not, it's not AEW's time of year, no. is it? This, this little four-week like, period. I was like, I'll be watching it on Monday lunchtime, <laughs> and I'll be watching it. Uh, so yeah, Cody gets a great reaction, uh, takes control early on, delayed vertical suplex, suplex to Ludwig Kaiser, uh, but he gets a bit distracted when Paul Heyman wanders out uh, to take us to a break. When we come back, Kaiser's recovered. He's targeting Cody's leg. Cody fires back up, though, and slams him against the commentary tables. Um, as they get back in, Kaiser's choking Cody Rhodes on the middle rope, takes the referee, and Giovanni Vinci uh, cheap shots him. Uh, that allows Kaiser to take over. He gets a two count, uh, hits Rhodes with a sliding uppercut. Uh, Rhodes comes back with a disaster kick, sets up for the pedigree when Solo Sakura uh, comes out again, distracting Rhodes and allows Kaiser to get out of that and hit him with a chop block. Uh, the two men collide in the middle of the ring. Uh, Rhodes manages to get better of Kaiser and hit him with a uh, near fall. Vinci hoises his jacket in there. That takes the referee and allows Imperium to sort of hit a sort of high-low, mm. uh, although commentary completely missed it, and just sort of went, oh, Giovanni Vinci with a clothesline. I was like, it's more impactful for that, but whatever. Anyway, um, Rhodes goes to the crossroads. Kaiser counters with a near fall roll-up, uh, and Rhodes fights back. Cody Cutter, crossroads, one, two, three. Two observations that I took away from this. Number one, um, I'm going to bury myself before I put myself over. I was hasty in my attempts to get to Cody and Kevin and Sammy versus Imperium, and I will take that L because, I th in fact, what I think I was showing here was a bit more restraint from WWE. I think that is coming down the line. I think the fact that Cody's fallen into their orbit right now means that the Gunther match is there for another day. The Imperium story is there for another day, but I don't felt like they deliberately kept them apart, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, like this was this was a hook dropped for, a, I was going to say a rainy day, but in reality it's a sunny day because it's going to be sometime in the summer. Yes. So I feel like that was a hook being dropped for later rather than for now. So I will tell you on that one. Here's where I'm about to take a big dub. So people recording this, listen to it, write it down, remember that I called this spot... Because on Sunday, on night two of WrestleMania, you, Wilborn especially, will leap from your seat. And I have no doubt you'll turn around and scream, Hamlet called this, everybody, pay attention to me. But uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns is going to fly at Cody with a spear, and he's going to counter with the pedigree Ooh. in a spot that he learned from Seth Rollins. Double L-T-S-T. Oh, my God. I love that. For an awesome two count. Because you drop in the tease of the pedigree here. I'd kind of forgotten that Cody was embracing that a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah. Triple H is my favorite wrestler, all that sort of stuff. I think that, that was to show you that he's got that in his arsenal. And who counted Roman with a pedigree once very successfully? Seth Rollins. Who did Cody Rhodes beat in his biggest feud in WWE so far? Seth Rollins. There you go. And there's a little cherry on the icing on your cake there. Goes for a spear, pedigree, Cody Rhodes, wanker symbol, crossroads for the win. Oh, I always, Need the uh, wanker. I always forget the flavour, don't I? It can't, it can't just be about wrestling. No. But you bring the entertainment, I'll bring the sports. <laughs> uh, this was decent, though. Like, workman-like yeah. stuff from Cody. I like this as a, as a primer. I didn't love the match, but as a primer for the uh, the working world champion, this is very much a bit of me, this. Exactly. Like, I do like a world champion coming out there and just doing the wrestling. Uh, My cup of tea, that. And uh, to be fair, your streak continues in terms of calling it, because post-match, uh, Solos go and Paul Heyman jump up on the apron. Well, Sakoa jumps up on mm. the apron. Heyman gets on the apron eventually. Um... 
Amy gets in and says, oh, sorry about her being bloody crap at announcing. Leave Samantha Irvin alone. Yep. Uh, and he says, Solo! That's my Samantha Irvin impression. Cody Rhodes is still, uh, your, your winner, still the challenge for the reigning defending champion, Roman Reigns. Uh, but he says it's the very same Cody that sees his Mania Road containing a pothole on Monday when he uh, has to wrestle Solo Sokoa on Monday. Now, someone's O has got to go. Uh, and if Cody survives Solo, all roads lead to Roman Reigns, who are gonna, who's going to be here on Friday to have the final face-to-face with Cody. And Heyman tosses Cody the mic. Cody's like, ah, oh, this is what we're doing, is it? Moving the goalposts again. Uh, stop interrupting them singing my song, first of all. They have a little moment there. <laughs> um, would you expect me to turn this down? Look, I, I probably shouldn't do it, but then again, I probably shouldn't have wrestled Seth Rollins with half my bloody tit hanging off. Um, look, as good as the undefeated Solo Sokoa is, he's not ready yet, and the crowd get into it. Um, there's a chant and everything, and he says, and as for the world champion uh, at Mania... Roman's going to find out the same thing. He's not ready for me either. Oh, my God. Stuff from Cody Rhodes. But uh, I've never thought I'd say this in my life. I cannot wait for the Raw preview where we will discuss point, this match yeah. in detail there. Oh, my God. It's brilliant. It's a, it's a fantastic piece of book in this. Looking forward to discussing it later on. Uh, they announced next that John Cena versus Austin Theory is going to open night one of WrestleMania. Interesting choice. Yes. Bit of LTST and Laurie. Would you like it? Go on. John Cena, uh, 19 years ago, not quite the perfect 20 that they like, 19 years ago, opened WrestleMania. The last time John Cena opened WrestleMania, 20, no less. Yeah, of course. WrestleMania 20, what was he doing? He was fighting the big show for the United States title. So the belt is obviously on the other, and you just shade with Austin Theory right now, but I think there's a nice little link there of like, look, I opened WrestleMania as this white-hot megastar in yeah. waiting. Are you that guy or not? And Big Show could interfere because we haven't seen him for ages. Good point. I've, I, yeah. I thought he was kind of going to be one of those guys that would be around on TV forever. Such a large presence. Mm. But like, so I don't know. Something must have reduced his stature humongously because, yeah, it's just not around anymore. But yeah, I think that's like a, ni- a nice little... And as well, I've tweeted this already. Um, so it's not even like I need to get forgiveness because I didn't know we were going to have this conversation. Triple H is a loser. The biggest maybe ever. Um, despite what all of his booking would have you believe. Um... However, here, I believe he is celebrating this fact that he has assembled the WrestleMania. But I was right. Let's get to the let's cut to the chase here. Go on. Triple H is going to be proven on his Royal Rumble WrestleMania streak. Did I not say that last July when Vince McMahon resigned did, in disgrace, fair. right? We have arrived at WrestleMania, and I would say there is one match that is leaning on a star from yesteryear compared to oh, all of them, as has been the case for the past <laughs> like fifteen years or so. And what's Triple H just done? He's putting him on first. And what a flex that is. Like, all right, yeah, there's one match where I kind of need a bit of old guard. You could argue the women's six woman with mm. their Trish and Lita, but for the most part, it's like when they like would have like say Triple H himself in a major match or tri- like Triple H versus Batista. The Rock is doing something, you know. The Steve Austin in last year's main event. It's just been this staple thing, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. And like they've got one, and it's John Cena there to potentially put over Austin Theory, and he's effectively getting him out of the way. <laughs> right, and then after that, it's like right, everybody knew, 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 knew. Uh, then we get the match flow thing of uh, all the shenanigans with Charlotte and Rhea from last week. And out comes Charlotte Flair to talk about her match with Ripley at WrestleMania. I mean, this show, I'm not going to bang on about it again, but this show was the distillment of my argument of why the main event of night one has to be the oh, tag team title match. Yeah. Just because look at the way it was received. And again, the argument 
Yeah, but the Royal Rumble winner always main events WrestleMania. First of all, come on, we know that they don't. Mm-hmm. Second of all, when was the last time the Royal Rumble didn't Royal Rumble winner didn't main event WrestleMania? It was last year. It was <laughs> yeah. last year. Yeah, with uh, Ronda and Charlotte mm. and uh, Stone Cold going on afterwards. The talk show segment that, well, mm-hmm. we all know what happened there. So yeah, um, Flair talks about being a 14-time world champion. She didn't build her career on fear, insecurities, or nepotism. Um, she said, look, I've, I've heard that line many a time, um, but the b- 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 isn't built on fear, it's built on b- uh, <laughs> And she moves on to insecurities. She says, I've got them, but I don't fear Rhea Ripley. I respect her. But I've respected Nikki, Bree, Sasha, Bailey, Trish, Asuka, and Ronda, but I didn't fear them. Uh, and she goes to move on to nepotism, but gets caught with the what chant and... Star baby face that she is goes, are you what in me? Yeah, it was a bit of a flashback, this, wasn't it, to that when uh, when she won that TV title match. She was like, give me the f***ing belt, you And then had to like sort of remember who she was supposed oh, no, to be portraying and I smile. Mean, thanks, mate. <laughs> Aye. Yeah, it was, um, I don't know. Like, she did deal with this in a very heelish way, but it was a reminder that like all her natural instincts are heelish. Yeah. Kind of asking her to be this baby face in a program with a more over baby well, face. Like she was cutting a hugely baby face promo here. She was just talking. They're talking so bloody much. It was perfect last week. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have done anything. Yeah. But last week was the, the way I was, was wanting this always to go because it's like them kicking ass. If you put Raw and SmackDown as a continuation of one another, this as the kind of clapback to Rhea Ripley effectively winning a handicap match against Damage Kataral. Are they not just even telling you, all right, we've knackered this. Yeah. Like, we've just screwed this up. We're going to give you a, a three-second riptide. Rear Ripley gets the win. Does it? Does a wanker sign? Like, <laughs> I, like, either way, I think they're just knowing full well that regardless of the fact that... She, oh, she's that group. I always forget the name. She's in the f***ing judgment day. Yeah, she's going to get cheered regardless, and they're yeah. just going to let it happen. Uh, so she, yeah, she goes to talk about nepotism, saying, this is very important to me. Can you shut the f- up, please? Uh, she says, I love my daddy. Um, I'll never apologize for continuing my family's great legacy. Like it or don't, you'll learn to love it. Diamonds are forever, and so is Charlotte Flair. Rhea Ripley said she was going to put her in a place. I hope she does. Yes. And then, uh, preemptive. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Then it happens. Uh and by that, I mean, we got to see the lovely Piff the Magic Dragon, who I've not seen on telly for years. Yeah. Love him. He was great when I saw him on, like, America's Got Talent. Ah, that was, it was that off round. that, yeah, that era That's of talent got, TV like, shows. Vegas Red residency yeah. or whatever. So anyway, um, he's there, um, and he's seen before the uh, Rey Mysterio versus L.A. Naira match. Um, Mysterio comes down, his family's at ringside. He hugs his wife, hugs his daughter, Aaliyah. Um, L.A. Knight comes out to another great reaction. Mm-hmm. Put him on the Mania card, Hunter. Got a win over a WrestleMania. He did indeed, yeah. Fair. Huge dub. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Mysterio's using his speed, obviously, early on. Uh, catches Knight with a drop kick, some punches in the corner, but Knight gets out of it by just hoying Ray in the air and slamming him down and hitting a jumping neck breaker for a uh, near fall. Mysterio recovered. Sliding drop kick, and then that. I love that baseball slide into a splash on the floor. Oh, it was that great. He does. It? So, the way he shapes his body. Mm. 
Like Finn Balor doing the pose, but land the splash with it. Has he not burn his tits? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Mysterio sets up for a moonsault in the ring when Dominic Mysterio's music aye, hits. Aye, aye. I would, you know, normally say, oh, you just did that with Solo and Paul Heyman, but with this, I'll allow it because mm-hmm. I love it. Um, Dominic walks to ringside, Ray gets distracted, uh, and Knight knocks Ray off the top rope to take us to a break. When we come back, Knight's firmly in control. There's a huge boot to the face in amongst yeah. this. Um, but Knight misses his version of the people's elbow. Dropping <laughs> people's elbow. Uh, Ray hits a springboard bulldog, seated sent on. Springboard crossbody gets him a two count. Uh, Knight hits a running power slam. Um, but uh, Ray Mysterio drops behind him, hits the DDT, sets up for the 619. First time he tries it, Knight sort of counters it. Ray goes for it on the side <laughs> of the ring. Dom trips up Ray. Ray spins round, fumes at his son, and Knight schoolboy's in for the win. Very little to say on the match, other than like your recap there. It was like really well performed, yeah. and LA Knight is, has got this ceiling. But I think another good showing for him as this very over character in the ring with somebody like like Ray and Cody now, that's kind of two in a row yeah. for LA Knight where he's had these matches where you kind of like, they could have picked anyone and they picked him and getting the win over Ray, like as we kind of talked about, Ray's last match before going to the Hall of Fame is a defeat that like his son has caused, helpful for the match and that LA Knight can kind of claim a scalp yeah. for as well. Like not like not bad stuff for all this. I got like, I got I high hopes for LA Knight. the Hall of Famer, why am I not on the card? Yeah, right? like I got high hopes for LA Knight this year. Um, I'm so excited to read this. We've earned this. So, after the match, Dominic gets in the ring and says, you can accept it finally. I've just cost you that match at the end of the day. Fight me. Fight me at WrestleMania. And Ray sort of fires up, takes the straps down, and still, no, well, refuses. He will not fight his son. He walks off up the aisle, and we get... Well, we think we're getting basically a carbon copy we've got in recent weeks. Go on, Dad, piss off, walk away. It's all you're good for sort mm-hmm. of thing. But, of course, the family's there at ringside. So Dominic turns his attention to his own mom and sister. Hey, Mom, what's it like to be married to a pathetic loser <laughs> like my dad, Ray Mysterio? <laughs> uh, and uh, he says, it's your fault that he's a deadbeat dad. You're a deadbeat mother. Ooh, big noise in the building for that one. Such simple stuff, but I think they did this so well. Aaliyah, obviously, heard enough at this point. She gets up like, come on, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Says, you stupid. Shut up, stupid. <laughs> she <laughs> didn't say exactly <laughs> like that, but still. Uh, Angie fires up his mum, uh, and she goes to sort of grab, well, she goes to speak into the mic and sort of say, come on, Dom, what yep. are we doing here? And he says, shut up, mum. Oh, my God. And Ray's like, that's it. I can, can take no more. Yeah. He marches down to ringside, and Dom's still trying to be like, uh, uh, what are you going to do? And he just knocks him over. Dom's face is a picture of like, oh, bollocks. <laughs> and Ray says, bloody idiot. I didn't want to do this. I tried everything to avoid this. But you disrespected your mother. He says, that's my wife. Oh my God. I'm not going to tolerate this. You want to fight at WrestleMania? You got it. I'm going to kick your ass, son. And everyone's like, you bad. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I'm doing the exact same thing at home, by yeah. the way. Uh, this is, I mean, I can't say the word, but it is 
incredibly intricate storytelling, this. It's four years in the making, isn't it? Yeah. Let's be honest. It's four years in the making. And I saw that moving graphic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I was going to say, I didn't think it was the only thing moving once you'd seen it. The, by which I mean his penis going from soft to erect. Oh, <laughs> oh brother. Um, oh, two enormous pops here. And when one of them is for a father hitting his son square in the face, yes. you know you've done something right creatively. Everything it could have been, and arguably more, because was it the like, was it the kind of, the one moment that of all the times when Ray could have gone, of all the times he could have snapped, was it even the worst? I don't know. Like, I would argue a home invasion, like beating Ray up in his own living room effectively, might have scanned as worse. But the point was, this was tip of the iceberg stuff, isn't it? Yeah, the like straw this, that broke the camel's back. Yeah. yeah. Like, the the timing of it is terrible because Ray wants this to be family time because it's Hall of Fame, Susan. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be... You know, here's WrestleMania as a night off to wear the tux and all that kind of thing. And it's not going to be that now. It's going to be something far worse and far scarring on this family's great legacy. And the, the family photo won't be complete because Dominic won't be in it. He'll be up against him the following night at WrestleMania. So it's all the, kind of like the levels to this. The strike looked tremendous. Mm. Dominic, having finally, like, had his bluff called, begging off when the challenge is... Well, beg your pardon? I was just planning on doing this and then going away after yeah. WrestleMania. Like me and Rio, me and Rio were going to go to Cabo or something <laughs> like that. Like this was not on the this was not in the script. Angie Mysterio turns out should probably go in the Hall of Fame for being the best Mysterio of the lot. She never misses. No, like all of her stuff over the years with WWE has been absolutely tremendous, dating back to like CM Punk terrorizing the family a decade ago. Who, by the way, slid into the I comments. I saw Did that. You see this guy never gives up on his LTST. What, what a worker! What a legend. Um, should go somewhere where he's respected for that kind of thing. Just a tremendous... <laughs> what was he said? We wanted to twat that. Yeah, <laughs> nice one, Ray. We wanted to do that for years. Just a tremendous bit of business all the way around. We got the match we all deserved. We got the match that me and you called. And like, it feels arrogant to take so many victory laps on the podcast, but for it to happen in the exact way we described at the exact time, mm -hmm. like, I just... Just like we always Imagine said. if they do an electric chair spot there. It's all I've been able to think about since Friday night. <laughs> it's all I've been able to think about. If he puts that man on his shoulders... Get your phone out. Somebody needs to get the phone out. Like, yeah. Like the cap. I was this. Like the universe has felt like it's needed us in different places. For this hasn't it? It's needed us in two corners of the world because I got to be there when he hoofed Ray in the sun. Of course, lost his trainer up edge, like we always said. Yeah. <laughs> and then if he electric chairs him, you get to be there for it. And it's just WWE. They're listening. We always know they yeah. are. Yeah. You know, you're welcome. Tick tick. Just I, I genuinely. There's a, quite a few things heading into this WrestleMania. I think this is why it feels so special. That we all said needed to happen. So Ray versus Dom needs to happen. Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns needs to happen. KO and Sammy versus the Uso needs to happen. Mm. And I think they've booked it, all of them, better than we've ever pitched. Yeah. Like which, is, which is an astonishing achievement considering how many years we were like... I don't really care how you get there. Just please get there, and then at least we'll get a good match. Yeah, Dominic and Ray, um, I remember at the time when it was just sort of starting to kick off, or you could see the similar intention with Dominic and Edge ahead of the Clash tag match when he Ray picked Edge effectively over his own son. And I think that was, I can't remember the timeline exactly, but at some point or other, we were reviewing AEW and kind of discussing how like trivial Billy Gunn and his kids was. This has measured the, the tone 
perfectly because it is a big deal narratively that a father would be willing to punch his son but somehow they've measured the comedy of it just right as mm. well and the strongest case of the defense that vince isn't back in charge well yeah because they've just played it for laughs at only the right points like this here like ray's delivery of like that's my wife was so heartfelt but we are all cheering for a father hitting his kid it's preposterous in nature yeah and it has to be like i would if you're going to put damian priest anywhere on wrestlemania i think it's with dominic like, he's got to, if you look at the other two matches, I think he's got to run interference with Dominic, hasn't he? Unless Edge has got Gangrel and Finn needs somebody for the numbers game. Could like, bump, I don't know, I, I don't want to speculate too much on this because I'm not really in the loop for, for Conan's health and well-being. And I'm mm. kind of glad that he doesn't have to get laid out, for example, by yeah. Dom now. But you know, if if he's well enough to do this, yeah. Damien could bump for him. Yeah, absolutely. Like some brass knucks or whatever it may be. Just do the TNA really spot and throw a shoe at him or something. <laughs> like, uh, uh, just anything. But I just feel like Damien Priest could be so integral to this remaining fun. Yeah. Like, they need to have, like, just have that, like, banana-nosed circus atmosphere <laughs> for this one because I genuinely think there's heat in a rematch. Yeah. I think I think Dominic has to win. Hair and versus I, mask. Uh, is, in is hair it? versus mask at Backlash feels like the way to go. Unbelievable. But like, 10 out of 10, no notes. This was magic. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Then we had um, Cole and uh, Wade Barrett talking about Andy Kaufman going into the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And that was followed by another WrestleMania showcase qualifying match. Who will be joining Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez uh, over the next weekend? And uh, Raquel and Liv were were watching at ringside as Lacey Evans and Zia Lee took on Natalya and Shotzi. Um, 
very sort of bog standard. This, and then it only went like three and a half minutes. Oh, there was still an absolutely crazy botch in it as well. Uh, not, not with the move, but there was a moment that was just unforgivable. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know if you're going to mention it in the recap, but I'll get to it if you don't. So yeah, the isolated Shotzi. Uh, eventually, obviously, Shotzi tries to get over to a corner, but wouldn't you know it, Lacey Evans has knocked Natalia off the apron. Mm-hmm. So Shotzi has to make her own comeback. Um, ducks as Evans goes for the uh, women's right. Hits that, and Lacey Evans hits her own partner, Zaya Lee. Uh, so Shotzi gets rid of Evans out there, hits her with a suicide dive. They hit the uh, heart attack on Zaya Lee, uh, and Natalia puts her in the sharpshooter for the submission victory. Natalia and Shotzi qualify for the four-way. Let's talk about that, and then we'll talk about the post-match. Dead crowd, piss poor, and in terms of isolating your opponent, there's few things you can do worse than getting out of the ring and forgetting to tag your partner which is what Lacey Evans did at one point. Oh, yeah. She, they threw Shotzi into the corner and then got out of the ring to George out with the fans and Xylee didn't get in because she couldn't. And then, like, the referee had to be like, yeah, tag. Mm. Like, it was just no good. The, the, the division feels dead and the injection next didn't help it. Yeah, out comes Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler um, and they run through the fact that they've either beat down or injured pretty much everyone who's uh, in the showcase match already. Natalia Shotzi, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez. Um, and they basically imply, let's have a bare-knuckle fight right now then, and uh, because everyone wants payback. But Ronda stops them before they head into the ring and says, actually, think about how many times we've sold out this arena. Think about the success we've had here in Las Vegas, which I, I personally did really appreciate, mm-hmm. considering you know her history there. Um, but Vegas doesn't bloody appreciate them, so they're not going to give them anything else. Uh, but don't worry, because they're just in the four-way <laughs> showcase match at WrestleMania 39. So this is really bad. Really bad. Um, you just drop them in because they're just in it just because. But I think this might be a bad thing to get to a good thing, and the good thing I think in particular you will enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think this exists so that... So who's approved this? It's Adam Pearce, right? Yeah. Adam Pearce, you would assume, has made the call, which certainly allows for two people to complain to the manager about why they weren't just inserted in as well, does it not? Indeed. And that's Chelsea Green and Carmella's route into it as well. Uh, or that team we threw up on Friday. Caden Carter and Katana Chance from NXT. Getting in. Who do we, we draw? Oh, yeah, we had a Legends team, didn't we? Peyton Bloody Royce and um, who the hell? Oh, Brandy Rhodes. That was it? Yeah, that's better, actually. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm glad... Ron, I think it's a smart way of doing this, obviously, because I think Ronda's still carrying an still injury. So you can, but I genuinely want, not legitimately, obviously, but I genuinely want Shayna and Ronda to break every single person in this match's arm. Yeah. Just really dominant. You want to showcase something? Showcase how you're going to try this year not to bury one of your biggest stars. And yeah. Rousey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but speaking of WrestleMania 39, um, there is also, of course, that Intercontinental Championship Triple threat match, and then it was time for the contract signing. What could possibly go wrong here <laughs> with Drew, Sheamus, and Gunther? Which, imagine that. Imagine that. Mm, they were trying a bit a year ago, but it still would have felt disingenuous, but certainly like two years ago. Yeah. And being like, tonight, I'll smack down an IC title contract signing. Oh, cool. Well, I guess I'm going to do when that happens. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd stand more chance of getting an unannounced IC title change yeah. than the contract signing, wouldn't you? But it felt big time, this. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre comes down before the break. Uh, Postman Pierce goes to introduce everyone. Seamus isn't waiting around, though. He comes out with uh, Butch and Ridge Bloody Holland, just geeing him up. He's on the mic talking about, imagine, imagine your best mate took all the knowledge that he had that he knew that you 
one thing you really wanted to do was win that IC title, and he bloody tried to steal it from you. Uh, and then he starts going on about, imagine getting the chance to beat that person up at WrestleMania and still win the title. Drew's like, shut up, mate. <laughs> You've been trying every week to guilt trip me. Um, last week, we, we did what we do best. We reminded everyone why we're the most physical wrestlers in the company, and we should have been, you know, celebrating that fact and, uh, you know, licking our wounds in the bar afterwards. But you're so bloody sensitive now. You can't separate the... And personal things. Um Look, I just stick to the facts, says Drew. I've beaten you. I know I can beat Gunther as well. And I know you can't. Drew was kind of an arsehole here, wasn't he? Yep. This was good foreshadowing of the overdue heel turn, if it's going to happen. Uh, Post and Pierce, before things properly start kicking off, because Seamus looks like it's about to drop him at this point, says, uh, let's not forget the admin side of why we're here. How about we sign the contract? And Drew does, and Seamus does. And then Imperium's music hits, of course, uh, and out they come. Gunther leading the line, of course. He marches to the ring and wants Postman Pierce to justify him making his title defense in a in a three-way with, with McIntyre and Seamus. But regardless, he signs the contract, and he says, I'll beat everyone up, basically. I'll beat you up, Drew. I'll beat you up, Seamus. And these two bloody losers who hang around with you, Ridge, Bloody Holland, and Butch, I'll beat you up as well. And then he goes to say, and you, what are you bloody staring at? And then Butch realises someone's forgotten to put the lead on. <laughs> His leash is loose. And he just jumps over and gets him into a big brawl. Uh, and I think as we go to a break, Gunther just yells at Postman Pierce, just make it official. I tell you what, I loved here as well. Did you see Gunther lifting up that unbreakable contract signing table and lobbing it to the floor and nearly taking out the front row with that yeah. big wedge of marble? <laughs> oh, my God. It's just great. And, uh, you know, we have our issues with impromptu matches. But when it's Pete Dunn versus Gunther, considering the history that's got, I was kind of okay with that. Yeah. Carries a certain gravitas. And also, parent, Gunther is in your face going, make this fucking match! What, yeah, what are you going to do? Okay. you got that handsome man staring you down. <laughs> Seducing you. <laughs> uh, so when we come back from the break, it's it's already uh, in action. <laughs> I think we come back to Butcher's head being taken off by a Gunther kick. Yeah. There's a bit of me here that was like, ah, oh, we're burning through this. But then I was like, ah, uh, they can run this back when he becomes... Pete done. Uh, I won't care. At some point, if Triple H remembers to get round to it, I think they'll start again with Pete Dunn. I'd like possibly we talked about it, didn't we? Right the way down to NXT. Mm. Start again. I'm not sure I want it. I don't know if the the butch ship has sailed in general. But love his long hair. Yeah, like there's lots I love about Pete Dunn, but then sometimes it is just easy to take him for granted, isn't it? Yeah. Um, lots of slams and really hard looking chops here. Mm-hmm. These two obviously know how to work really well together. Butch keeps trying to. Scrappy-Doo fight back, but uh, Gunther, like, fires back up and hits him with a suplex. Um, and then anytime Butch is, like, hitting him with shots, Gunther just sort of absorbs it and then uses that force to then chop the life <laughs> out of Butch. Butch goes for an armbar. Gunther reverses into a Boston tr- crab and then a crossface. Butch is going after Gunther's fingers, of course. Uh, he fights back with an Inseguri. Gunther recovers. Uh, another brutal chop Ooh. here to Butch. Uh, and he does that spot where he... Puts Butch in the corner and just sort of stands on him. And I don't know physically how it works. He's just sort of contorting someone over the uh, over the turnbuckle. This was like twice as bad as well because when he... He's got till five, of course. When he sort of stops doing that, Butch smashes into the stairs at ringside. It's great. <laughs> uh, that goes to another break. When we come back, Gunther's going for the uh, 10 beats of the Bodron, the Seamus move. But Butch, again, fights back, going for the fingers. Um... Butch goes to the apron. Gunther heads out of the ring. Gunther avoids a moonsault and just chops Butch over the announce table. (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, there's a big face-off between the three men who are going to be fighting for the IC title next weekend. Um, Butch comes back, jumping off the announce table. Gunther avoids it, and uh, there's a collision between Butch and McIntyre. Everyone gets into it. Drew heads, but Sheamus. Uh, Ridge goes after him, gets posted by Drew, but then Drew turns around to a huge knee from Sheamus. Gunther's using all this distraction to uh, win. <laughs> he hits a lariat. Last symphony, one, two, three. Post-match, there's a face-off in the ring between Gunther and Sheamus. And McIntyre flies in. Looks like he might be about to Claymore Sheamus, but Sheamus moves, and the Claymore lays out Gunther. I love the build to this. Yeah, I thought this was really tremendous. Just a really thoughtful arrangement of all the moving pieces involved here. You had Butch. Completely fearless in the face of a fight with Gunther that gets you to the match in the first place. Gunther, to his credit, I always think they balance with him very well how much of a heel you... Like, how much of a WWE heel you are in terms of when to fight and when to flee. Yeah. Um, and when to be a bit opportunistic. It's not so much cheating as it is taking advantage of the opportunities. And I think that's where they get it right with Gunther because he's hard as nails. And I know sometimes people just want the purity of that to be enough, but he's a villain too. So, like, sometimes you've got to take your chances or take your opportunities. And he took them here a little bit with uh, Butch. Physically, like, you can just see that their chemistry has never left them. They've got so much history between them, and they just they lay it in, as you point out. They're kind of like they don't hold back. And I love just the, like, the way in which the battle fed into the WrestleMania match as well. Like, the, the chaos was really nicely deployed here with all the interference and all the chaos allowing Gunther to retain, but not looking like he's stolen one. Didn't come across like that at no. all. And then Drew... Getting to use, a, obviously, you know, going for his friend and missing is enough. But the fact that he takes out Gunther kind of makes true his point that I can do what you can't, mm. Seamus, which is take him out definitively. I think they've done a terrific job of this, and I can't wait for the match. And again, maybe it's one of those ones where I'm uh, giving them far too much of the benefit of the doubt, but I, I'm into this, so I will go to that extent where, and I've argued this on numerous occasions, I think Gunther's laying there as this happens, just feeling very pleased with himself because he's eaten that Claymore and gone, bloody hell, that probably had me out there. Mm. But thankfully, if that happens next Saturday or Sunday, it isn't just a case of me or him having to put my shoulders down on the mat for three. He has to, whoever hits it, whether it be a bro kick or a Claymore, they have to deal with the other one. I think genuinely they've taken, Triple H has taken the storyline of Roderick Strong versus Keith Lee and Dijak, or whatever he was called back then, yep. and going, I can't beat either of them one-on-one, -on -one, or if I am going to, it's going to take a monumental effort a la Clash at the Castle. So how about I just water them both down by combining them yep. and let them deal with that? I think there's going to be a spot in the match, and I'll reiterate this on podcasts and videos in the preceding uh, few days, actually, before WrestleMania, where... Either Seamus hits the bro kick. He can do both. Seamus hits the bro kick. One, two. Drew pulls him off Gunther. Uh, Drew hits the Claymore. One, two. Seamus pulls Drew off Gunther. I hope, because like you say, there was a hinting of, of Drew being a bit of a knobhead mm. here. I hope it is the, maybe not to the extent of how easily he ragdolled him, the Batista, Rey Mysterio, great Carly. Match. You about the, You're supposed to be my friend. Be friend. Yeah, that was the, with the Undertaker in there, four way for the world. Was Taker title. in there as well? Yeah, SmackDown World Title. Nah. I think it was Undertaker. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's got the match won. Snaps on Sheamus. I'd have uh, 
Seamus, this long term now I'm going, Seamus beat Drew overall, and then finally at, let's say, SummerSlam, finally win the big one. Or Money in the Bank, because that's in the UK. That makes more sense. So, yeah, I think that's the move. Honestly, I agree. Like, Seamus and Drew have the feud coming off the back of this. I personally would have the universe exploding, Claymore bro kick spot again, and then Gunther clears the cobwebs, and then he power bombs Seamus onto oh. Drew to win. And then give Drew a break, man. As well, all, all I hear about is him fighting through illness and injury. Well, if that's what he needs to get better, yeah, yeah. fair enough. He'll turn, disappear, and then when you yeah. come back, you're a babyface sort of by Just proxy. Don't completely needlessly throw away kicking out of somebody's finisher at a WrestleMania. That's all I'd like from Drew McIntyre. Good. Street Profits are backstage. They're uh, hyping up the uh, four-way showcase match at WrestleMania. You don't need to do it, boys. It's got Otis in it. <laughs> um, and they take the piss out of Ricochet and Braun being a big and little duo who are both bald. And they come in and say, we'll win at WrestleMania. No, we will. And then there was a little dig at Dawkins being like, you ain't got long left, brother. <laughs> that hairline. And I, that, that hit home to me a little bit too hard. <laughs> I think I want the Street Profits to win now. <laughs> How can empty calories not leave you feeling full? Because <laughs> that's what this was. I got nothing for now for any of this really... I think it'll be more fun on the night than it yes. can possibly be in a build. Let's be honest. Main event time. Not just on this show, but hopefully not on a WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. I keep saying it. I'm going to try and inception them. Yeah. KO show with Sami Zayn. Kevin Owens comes out to a huge baby. And he introduces his partner, his friend, his brother, Sami Zayn, who gets an even huge baby. <laughs> Uh, incredible Sammy chance here. <laughs> well, all the fans corrupted him. Basically. And uh, Owens peels back the curtain somewhat, yeah. saying, uh, you get what you wanted then, because mm. you said, you know, I said we should just come out together, and you went, no, 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 get milk them. Let's all get a reaction. And they're like, they're like stop talking about that. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, I don't want to talk. Just really quickly, really quickly, because if I say it, then it's said, I'm sure it's not going to happen. They're not already... Building up when these two split up again, are they? That I, I, I had the same sort like of... The, don't. Well, eventually you have to fight. Like, that's just the rules. Yeah. When you're not friends, you're fighting. When you're not fighting, you're friends. So, like, glorious moment. Win the belts. Everything's great. Fall out. Fight again. Like, was this, was this already planting the seeds for that? Me too. It's like poor myth gift. Like, get get this bit ready for, like, eight months' time when it's time for them to feud again. Yeah. Like, never wait. Don't waste it. You're in the ring together. So I think it was myth gifts. I, mean, I do apologise if I've stolen someone else's take here that shared the thing either last week on, on SmackDown or Raw, mm. um, where Sammy sort of still can't believe his look when he glances to his side and KO's there with him and he sort of chuckles yeah. leaning on the rope. So that was a great spot, that, because I, I missed it, was it at the time. Yeah. Um, anyway, Zane's like, don't talk about the backstage stuff. Stop telling them all the bloody marks. Um, he says, I want to talk about our friendship. We've known each other all these years. And like we're not just fighting for the tag titles. This, this, is a, this WrestleMania feels different, and we're going to beat the Usos for the WrestleMania for all the belts. Um, and Owens is like, look, I know what you're saying, mate, and it isn't lost on me. This this Mania, you're right, is different, feels different. Um, so I got you a little something already preemptive from me at home, not knowing what's coming. Oh, my God. A few months ago, he told Sammy he needed a new shirt. And, and I, do you know what? They're incredible workers here because I went, ah, oh, you've ruined it. Because he guts the shirt out and I go, I can see it. Yeah. Like the whole point is you go, will. Uh-huh. And it was and it was a bit of like anti, not an anti-climax, but just a bit like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
like when my uh, when a relative of mine gave me the wrong Age of Empires box when I wanted it for Christmas, and I was like, <laughs> "That's last year's." But in reality, she put this year's inside it. So it very good little work, anyway. Um, so yeah, he's like, "I got you a new shirt," and he's got him a Ko Mania shirt, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, "But wait, there's more. This is the back." What's the fucking front? <laughs> I'm, I'm, you got me. I want to know what's on the front of the t-shirt. He says uh, the front's different. I mean, you know about the law of obviously KO t-shirts. Are you, sorry, are you suggesting that Kevin Owens tricked you? Oh, don't <laughs> take me back. Uh, there's been only one WWE MVP this year. He's managing Homos, but anyway, uh. Uh, he's the one who caught fire, did all the an amazing, incredible, you know, blah blah blah. And, of course, it's Sami Zayn, and he throws the shirt to Sami, who is uh, well-practiced in these reveals mm-hmm. now with regards to a T-shirt. Yeah. But still, even Sid was talking about this in the office today, like the emotional reaction you get to a T-shirt. Good stuff is good. Yeah. Spins the shirt round, wrestles, Zania goes Hollywood. Oh, my God. Uh, and not only that, but as Sami's in the midst of like, whee! Owens unzips his hoodie, and he's already wearing it. And uh, Sammy, I did like the facts. I don't know, because I was like, take your top off (laughs) and put the new one on. Mm. But there was this symbolism. This is it. I'm really into it, of putting it on over the Sammy Uso shirt. Yep. A new skin has taken over. Uh, Sammy's like, come here, give me a bloody cuddle. And Owens is like, you get one a year, mate. And then he's like, yeah, bollocks. Have another one. Gets in there. Big hug. But of course, here comes those goddamn Usos. Mm-hmm. Jimmy and Jay jump from behind. Super kicks to Owens. 1D to Sammy. Owens has grabbed a chair and he chases him out of the ring. And there's a great stare down to close out the show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tremendous. Tremendous. Where to start praising this other than in all the ways that everybody already has. Because yes. everybody loved this. Yeah. Seems like you need a new shirt. Is brilliant because it was always something that could be paid off off the back of the genuinely incredible moment that Roman Reigns gives Sammy a shirt. We have a, a metric that we use sometimes between us, I think, um, which is the bits of wrestling we show our wives. Yes. Which is to say they are, frankly, above all of our nonsense and have to take enough of it on by osmosis as it is. <laughs> and I remembered that I'd shown my wife the Sami Zayn gets the shirt from the Usos, from Roman Reigns, sorry, honorary use shirt because it was just so well delivered and so well performed. And then that got her on the hook a little bit for the Bloodline's big moments. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was thrilled and buzzing to show her this one as like a nice bit of visual storytelling and a bit of symbolism in that even when Roman was doing it, what he was doing was gaslighting Sammy and using it to make a point to put his thumb on Jey Uso specifically. Mm-hmm. That was another reason why he was keeping Sammy around was because it was any opportunity to just keep Jay's dick in the dirt. Uh. Not now. Kevin Owens is not giving Sammy a shirt to for like for ill-gotten gains for his own means. Yeah, he's giving him a shirt because he loves him and because there's a brotherhood that's been re-established here, and he wants that bond to feel as tight as it possibly can because he knows that's the best chance they've got of beating the Usos at WrestleMania. And not only that. It's even if all of this wasn't tied to bloodline law, which it is, people and I'm I'm people, by the way. <laughs> people love Oh, I can't wait to see Kevin Owens t shirt. 
I can't wait to see the KO Mania t-shirt last year when it was the ultimate challenge. Like, nerds like me keep up with this. Yeah. Right? And I was waiting, and I was waiting, and I was waiting, because the WrestleMania 7 logo was going to be one of two things. It was going to be Hulk Hogan mm. jacked with a massive American flag, or Hulk Hogan facing up to Iraqi sympathizer Sergeant Slaughter while we don't talk about the, about the fact we've had to move the building because we've tried to monetize the Gulf War. I think it was security concerns, wasn't it? You can think that if you wish. <laughs> Neither one of those exactly suited New. Kevin Owens full stop, or especially not Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Right? A Canadian wrestler, the Montreal Brotherhood, etc. It just wasn't going to work. This is better. Like, you can get back to next year's. Next year's WrestleMania, if you're interested, KO Mania 8, was a double main event. Oh, yeah. Savage and Flair for the title. Hogan and Sid in what could prove two last matches for Kevin Owens. That's my, that's my pick for KO Mania 8. Just for Kevin Owens' heads. A double main event. Owens versus Owens on night one. Owens versus Owens on night two. Also, as a way WWE establishing this, they could sell WWE tape, the grey tape that they've used for KO and versus Zayn. Yeah. And be like... Uh, six grand for it. <laughs> People would be like, yeah, can I write on it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to buy this pen. That's another three grand. The, the KO of Sammy's own black market pen, yeah. Um, so just, this, this couldn't have been any better. It couldn't have been any more well thought through. The beatdown was fine after the fact, like the match is as hot as it's going to get. Like a lot of this SmackDown felt like go-home angles for stuff because they're not going to have space for it next week. God, no. Like you've got the Andre. The Andrew? The Andrew next week. How silly of me for making such a stupid <laughs> mistake on a prestigious trophy. You've got the Andrew next week. Um, that's going to take up quite a bit of the card. You're going to be Roman's kinda, entrance. Roman's entrance, because he's going to be on the show. That's pretty much SmackDown, isn't it? Yeah, I still so. have more content than last year's if they just <laughs> had those two things. So, yeah, this felt like as good as a go-home angle as you're going to get between these four people. And I genuinely, a little bit of you was, was told to think, Right, now you can be happy again for Kevin and Sammy. Remember that there's always tension. Mm-hmm. There's never not tension between these two. Yeah, if they don't win on Saturday or Sunday, oh, no. they should. <laughs> then, yeah, it's... The, uh, the spin-off is that they're fighting again. So... Sick. It's sick. It's great. It's just tremendous. Yeah, really enjoyable uh, episode of Friday Night Smack. Now, let us know your thoughts on it on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, well, actually, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, as we mentioned, me and Sige reviewing AW Rampage a little bit later on today, and then myself and the Daddy Boys previewing the Go Home episode of Raw ahead of WrestleMania a little bit later on as well. It's WrestleMania week. There's just content out the ass. Home and away teams everywhere you look covering WrestleMania, covering the stuff around WrestleMania. Me and Murray are doing a stream for WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. You're going to be at WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania, WrestleMania, WrestleMania. And then after the Raw, after WrestleMania, we just pretend that it's all still fine and not in a lull. Please keep listening, Jesus Christ. Yeah, and if you want to re- make sure you're uh, staying up to date with all the podcasts, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling and they'll drop into your feed as soon as they are released. Uh, uh, but for now, this has been the SmackDown Review. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.